Good morning, and welcome to this episode of Inside the Vault. Today, we're excited to have Bill Robbins join us again from his firm, WealthForge. Bill has more than 25 years of experience in growing brokerage platforms and provides strategic oversight and leadership at WealthForge. Prior to joining WealthForge in 2015, he served as president of BBT Security Services, leading teams that supported the firm's brokerage platform and operations. He earned both an MBA and a bachelor's degree from the University of Richmond. Bill currently serves as the chief executive officer at WealthForge. A little about WealthForge. Uh, WealthForge provides technology solutions developed by regulatory experts to streamline investments into alternative securities. WealthForge was founded upon the idea that alternative capital markets are opaque, inefficient, and rife with barriers. And that needed to change. With nearly a decade of experience processing alternative investments, WealthForge has cemented itself as an industry innovator. And there we go, Bill. Thank you for joining uh, us again today. Thanks, Stacy. It's great to be with you as always. Yeah. So let's let's jump uh, let's jump right in. Uh, a little about uh, a little bit about WealthForge. First of all, uh, you envision WealthForge envisions a frictionless path to ownership of alts. That's a that's a that's a mouthful. It's very important. Frictionless. I love the word, by the way. Uh, created and also you've created end-to-end -end service to execute and manage the sub-doc or subscription doc process. Um, you joined us back in July, I think it was, and, and since then, and we're now in November, since then, WealthForge signed an agreement with Inland to have Altigo support electronic processing of its ALTS products. Things seem to be going well at WealthForge right now, Bill. Can you comment a little bit on how things have developed and progressed since we last talk, talked back in July? Sure, yeah, happy to. Um, yeah, I think we're, I feel very fortunate. Um, you know, our business has, has continued to thrive even in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, in some ways, all of us working from home has, has sort of helped really drive home the necessity for uh, a better way of doing this business, better than, you know, check an app and paper and manual processing. Uh, you know, you mentioned our, our vision, frictionless path to ownership. What does that mean? We, we want to make alts as easy to own as a mutual fund. Um, and it has it has a lot to do with straight through processing. And straight through processing is more than just electronic signatures. And we're starting with subscriptions. Um, but really the vision of a frictionless path to ownership includes owning the alternative investment, managing, the, you know, the position, uh, reporting, uh, and ultimately, you know, the ability to to sell the position. So we've gotten started with uh, with the new business subscriptions. One of the major pain points. Um, we've had a, a tremendous amount of success this year. You mentioned uh, Inland, uh, who went live uh, a couple weeks ago now um, on Altigo. Um, one of, as of this morning, about 46 sponsors um, who have offerings that are are live on the platform. We're just shy of about 90 offerings um, on Altigo today. Um, but it is wonderful partnering with leaders, you know, like Inland and, and really all of the other sponsors that we work with uh, in support of broker dealers and registered investment advisors to, to really try to make this business easier for everybody to do. Just a, just a uh, sidebar question real quickly. Um, just so our listeners know right off the bat, what, what seems to be the biggest difference between WealthForge, Altigo, and some of the competitors that are out there? There are not many. But what, what's the biggest difference, if you could sum that up and very briefly? 
Sure. Yeah, I think that um, there's a couple of different uh, options that are out there in the market. Uh, our product, Altigo, is is one of them. And when I look at kind of the options that are out there, um, you know, the first thing I do is I kind of put them into two categories. I think one category are kind of the e-signature automation platforms. It's sort of the version 1.0, um, you know, of, of, of really the industry's efforts to, to make this business easier to do. I think the second generation are, you know, platforms like ours that, that really go far beyond, uh, you know, electronic signatures. And it's much more than a document automation process. Um, and when you look at some of the, uh, you know, other firms that are in the market uh, alongside, you know, WellForge and, and the Altigo product, I think the biggest difference is if you just look at the, the business model, um, you know, of, of the company. Um, we are an independent fintech, you know, platform, um, really trying to make this business easier for all to do. Some of the other uh, platforms that are in the business operate more as an asset manager, either they create a feeder fund for private equity, um, and kind of the economic model is, is really based around kind of AUM. Um, we've seen uh, other offerings that are um, from um, businesses that are uh, associated with, really owned by, by sponsors. Uh, and so there are a lot of similarities uh, between the platforms, but I think those are probably the, the two biggest differences. Okay, good. I appreciate you explaining that real quickly. So let's go into uh, uh, our, one of our first questions here. What's, what's the number one complaint that you hear from advisors about alternative investment, uh, the process of, alt of investing in alt using alternative investments? Yeah, it, it's it's that one's easy, uh, Stacy, and and it's and it's the one that we've all dealt with, you know, for so long. It's 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 NIGO. It's not in good order subscriptions, which is really driven by the fact that it's a manual paper-based, you know, process. And so, um, it's a really frustrating experience for the advisor um, when they're trying to get all the paperwork filled out, um, sponsors, subdocs, their own firms, you know, compliance, you know, paperwork, their custodians' paperwork. Uh, get all of that packaged up together, get all that paperwork filled out, and then they have to put it in front of their client, which oftentimes is their very best clients. They're, you know, high net worth, uh, accredited investors in some cases, um, you know, their, their best clients. And then half of the time, you know, 40 to 60% in, in our experience and what we've seen from, from and heard from, uh, from sponsors and from advisors, 40 to 60% of those transactions are not in good order or NIGO the first time because someone forgot to sign or they forgot to initial or they, or they miscalculated a commission discount. And so uh, the, the not in good order paperwork is the biggest headache um, that, that the industry is facing. And that's really why that's where, that's where we've started uh, with Altigo is streamlining the subscription process. And that's gonna lay a foundation that's gonna allow us to, to really streamline the, the full life cycle of the alternative investment. But if we can make it easier to do the business upfront, I think we'll all see a lot more of that business. So let, let's uh, let's compare this whole process to the something that's real world for our listeners right now, which is the election. And with all the problems, I guess what's going on right now in the election process are NIGOs, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so yes. what lessons can the alternative industry uh, learn from the election? Uh, errors and long waiting lines and can be very frustrating. This that's a disjointed process. It seems like every state is different. That, that, that's, that sounds familiar, right? Uh, because every broker dealer and RIA, I guess, is different. So what lessons can our industry learn from what's happening right now? I think, uh, I think it's a great question, Stacey. And I just want to start off by saying that this is not a political commentary, you know, regardless of who you voted for, uh, you know, which news channel, you know, you watch, which of your relatives, you know, you're going to get an argument right, with right. at Thanksgiving this year. 
uh, you know, this, this applies, you know, really across the board. So it's not a political commentary, but I do have to ask, and I, and I wonder, and I wish this was an interactive, you know, uh, conversation with our entire audience, but was I the only one watching the news uh, clips of, you know, poll workers uh, sitting in a big room in front of literally a pallet full of bankers boxes with all these paper documents going through their process? Was I the only one watching that and thinking about what a direct, you know, correlation there is between that and the way we've always tried to do our alternative investment business in the past, you know, <laughs> manual-based processing. Yeah, you may have been the only one who put the two together, yes. But I saw the big rooms. But yeah, I think you're probably yeah. the only one, Bill. I, I may be, uh, I may be too, too, uh, too far down the rabbit hole in terms of, of what we do day in, day out at Altigo. But it was just so clear to me, the parallels. Um, and of course, what's, what, what do those two things have in common? They have a paper-based manual process, uh, which is um, far from ideal in, in many ways. So, so what, what could a, uh, election officials learn about the straight through processing technology like, like Altigo? Yeah, so I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, the starting point is, um, you know, let's, let's, let's really break our dependence on, on paper-based you know, paper uh, processing. Um, so a couple of things that you know immediately come to mind, um, you know, when you think about the, and I'm going to try to just use the uh, the analogy between the election and, and alternative investments, uh, but think about things like uh, just just security. So one of the uh, features that we have um, worked on recently on on Altigo uh, is the knowledge-based authentication. It's often called KBA, uh, which is a feature of our of our DocuSign integration that allows us to actually positively identify the client when they're doing an electronic signature. Um, you know, when you do a, a alternative investment subscription, you know, there's really nothing to say that it's the actual client who took out a pen and wet signed, you know, the, the piece of paper uh, that's sent in. But we're also accustomed to that, um, that experience that, that we trust it. So just things like security uh, and, and information security, things like knowledge-based authentication that really for the first time, we can definitively say, or with much higher confidence, say that this actual client is the one who executed this agreement. And if we can move out of paper uh, and move into an electronic process, we can shorten cycle times. Um, you know, it's Tuesday today, and so we're a week out from the election, but it took us five days of, of you know, round the clock counting um, to really, before many of the news organizations were, were willing to call the election. Um, average cycle time for an alternative investment can be actually weeks. Um, and what we've seen in Altigo is uh, that cycle time can be cut to, <clears throat> to days, in some cases hours, in one case, we saw a subscription that went from order entry to sponsor acceptance in less than an hour. So significant cycle time, uh, you know, improvements. Think about things like transparency, visibility. Um, you know, the 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 news people with their touchscreen maps and they drill down to the counties is all it's and and their math skills on the fly. All that is very entertaining. Um, but wouldn't it be nice if we all had a real time dashboard where we could see the activity? Uh, so with, Alt with Altigo, for example, in alternative investments, every participant, uh, you know, throughout the process can log in to their transaction activity dashboard and see in real time what business is pending, uh, what business is in process, what business has been approved. Uh, and so we can, we can just eliminate so much of that, that uncertainty by, by providing transparency, standardization. Um, you, know, uh, you know, we saw that in the election. Um, you know, each county, sometimes within a state, uh, has a slightly different process. Each state uh, varied from state to state. Did they count the day of vote first or did they count the, you know, mail-in ballots first? Um, and so significant amount of variability. 
again, if you draw an analogy to alternative investments, um, we see a, a lot of variability as well. Each, each participant kind of has their own unique business rules. Broker-dealers have different compliance requirements, documentation requirements. Custodians have their own forms. Some will accept electronic signatures, some won't. Some want knowledge-based authentication, others don't require it. Sponsors handle things differently. Um, document you know, requirements, uh, ID and uh, trust documentation. Uh, they do things like calculate commissions differently. But the beauty of a platform like Altigo is, is we can accommodate, the technology is flexible. And so we can build in all of those unique business rules, accommodate each participant's unique requirements, but then take all of that out of the user's head. You don't have to remember sponsor A does it this way, sponsor B does it that way. Uh, so we can get a, a sense of standardization you know, through the flexible technology. And, and finally, I'll just mention you know, just straight through processing. Um, you know, in the election, each county has to tally their votes and they get sent to the state and then the state, you know, tallies their, their totals and we come up with an electoral college. Uh, and again, the analogy to Altigo here is straight through processing, which is really having the ability for the, the data to flow. So the, the data can flow from the, from the rep or the advisor to their firm, to the custodian, to the, to the sponsor, the fund, their transfer agent or their fund administrator. And that seamless flow of data uh, is really the, the potential that we're working towards. So, so those were some of the sort of election parallels that, uh, you know, that I thought about uh, yeah. you know, as I was watching the, the news. So like being able to see, yeah, we listen to the news and we can see them call a state or they can say, you know, somebody's leading. They don't, they don't normally, and first of all, you can only see what they show you. So we can't do it on our own computer. Um, so with all to go right now, an advisor has the ability to see the status of their investments. It, they do. And, and not, not just their, uh, not just the advisor. Uh, and so um, today, you know, the focus of all to go is on the new business subscription. So as an advisor is, uh, you know, beginning the process of putting a subscription together, we have something we call a draft status. The advisor can keep track of all of that. Um, but not only this, not only the advisor, uh, the sponsor, uh, let's, let's say that was a transaction that was could go to inland who we talked about before. Um, you know, the inland operations investor relations team can actually see, you know, there's an investment in draft status from, from this, you know, rep at this broker dealer or this advisor at this RAA firm. And, you know, each participant in real time can view that transaction activity dashboard and see, is it draft? Is it business pending? Um, you know, is it uh, in process? So it's at the broker dealer and the, and the BD is, is reviewing it. Has it been approved? Is it at the custodian? Uh, is it at the transfer agent or the sponsor for their review? And so everybody has real-time visibility into where everything stands. And that's a game changer when you, when you compare that to the, the way we've always done it with paper. That, that is, that's a game changer. Um, so moving away from the election metaphor, yeah. let's, let's, let's go somewhere where it's kind of sane. <laughs> uh, what is new with, with all to go and what is on the horizon looking into 2021? I might also ask, uh, we had some tremendous interruptions this year, some really big things that interrupted were disruptive, but still I would imagine that you progressed fairly well. Things look different today than they did back in January and back in March maybe go into a little bit uh, of an update for us from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. The industry, uh, you know, has, has been disrupted. Um, you know, I think the silver lining for us um, and for platforms like ours is that, you know, that disruption did give firms an opportunity to really evaluate, you know, how do we want to be doing this business? Really the best time to implement a change 
um, to your process, even one that's as easy to get started with as Altigo, uh, is when things are slow. Uh, and so uh, when you know firms, uh, in some cases, press pause on some of their alt programs uh, as they were kind of checking you know, valuations and, and whatnot, uh, it was a good opportunity for those same firms, both on the on the you know, distribution partner side and on the fund and sponsor side, to really evaluate. Um, you know, how do we how do we put a process in place that's actually scalable and, and makes this business easier to do? So while we were and, and of course we dealt with you know and are still dealing with 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 the working from home um, as related to COVID and and just the reality that you, know, you, you you cannot do this business checking app anymore. It's just not feasible. Uh, particularly in an in environment where we're working from home. So in, in a way for us, while that was a disruption for the industry, it did affect us. I think it was a bit of a silver lining. Um, we've seen great traction. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, just under 90 offerings now, about 46 different sponsors. We've just crossed 500 transactions across the platform. It's over $175 million. So we have a, a sense of critical mass. We've done enough of this now. We, we, we know, you know, how to, how to make it easy. And the second half of the year has been a, a really, a really, you know, encouraging sign for us. Um, in particular, this fourth quarter, you know, Stacey, you asked about kind of what's coming. We we have a pretty long list of initiatives, and some of these we haven't announced yet, and 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 some of these you'll you know you'll hear about you know officially real soon. But we, um, you know, last week uh, we we had a release uh, that included our first CRM integration. Uh, so we've released a integration with Redtail CRM, which further cuts down on the amount of you know, data entry um, that's required by reps or, or their assistants, further streamlining the process. Um, we have released a, a significant amount of custodian documents. So we now have a library of custodian documents uh, that are available in Altigo uh, that, that the, uh, the, the rep can choose, you know, if the position is going to be held in a custodian and we can actually present those documents and and capture the data so that that process is is streamlined. Uh, we'll be going live with our uh, API integration with uh, a number of partners uh, in the fourth quarter. AI Insight, uh, sort of if you're a BD or an RAA who uses AI Insight uh, to manage your testing uh, and other requirements, um, there will be automation and integration so that we can keep um, you know automate the the presentation of, of approved offerings to your reps. So they're only able to see and ultimately only able to sell the offerings that they have uh, they've been approved by the firm for knowledge-based authentication I, I talked about a little bit earlier uh, so we've expanded our, our docusign partnership now to include knowledge-based authentication uh, and that's going into altigo uh, in this fourth quarter we're going to launch uh, a, a new transfer agent api integration uh, with one of the largest uh, transfer agents uh, in the space uh, and, you know, we just continue to have great success um, and, and have been embraced by the ecosystem. So we continue to add new sponsors. Um, we're going to be able to make some pretty exciting independent broker-dealer announcements soon about firms that have signed on and who are onboarding. And we're still making great progress on the RAA marketplace, you know, really trying to bring automation to the, the independent registered investment advisor. So there's a lot going on, and it's just super encouraging to, uh, you know, to see the support from across the industry. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, Bill. So is it, uh, I hate to say it this way, but I'm curious, so I'll just ask it. Is it, do, is it easier to adopt a different RIA firm than it is uh, a broker-dealer uh, simply because the RIA firm just has a little bit more autonomy and uh, they're looking to onboard something like this, they can make the decision a lot quicker. It doesn't, in, it doesn't necessarily influence, you know, a thousand advisors. Uh, or like maybe 20 in an RIA firm? Yes, the short answer is yes. Uh, that, that has absolutely been our experience. Uh, in many cases, uh, independent RIA, you know, we're able to spend 15, 20 minutes, you know, showing them the platform. 
um, they're able to make a decision in many cases, literally right there on the spot, get them, you know, the documentation that's required, you know, training takes 10 minutes. It's so easy to use. You don't, you don't have to go through training and they can be up and running in some cases that day. And the broker dealer world is just different. Um, you know, I spent 20 years in the clearing business um, prior to joining Wellforge about five years ago. And so I, I know that world. Um, I love the independent broker dealer community. I've worked with them for really my entire career. And it's just a different, it's just a different business. There are, there are, there's more process uh, involved on the IBD side. And so that just takes a little bit longer. Um, and so, you know, for that reason, we've seen the independent registered investment advisor user count, you know, grow rapidly. Uh, but the good news is, as we continue to add broker dealer firms, we now have seven firms that are signed up uh, on the BD side, uh, you know, using, using Altigo. Uh, you know, when you add a broker dealer firm to your point, you know, you can add a significant number of users, um, you know, in, in one uh, new relationship. So they're, sure. they're both moving. Yeah. Well, that's great. I appreciate they, the update, uh, Bill. It's always uh, nice to hear the progress. We met back in July. Here it is, November. Uh, significant progress. And, and you're right. This year has presented its challenges, but it's also presented its opportunities. It sounds like to me that WealthForge has taken advantage of those opportunities. Uh, uh, a gentleman we, you might know, Zig Ziglar, used to call that making lemonade out of lemon. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, we appreciate all that you're doing for our industry. And unfortunately, that's going to wrap up our time today. Uh, but this, is, this has been great. Again, want to thank you for joining us. And uh, again, we'd like to have you back just as often as, as you'll join us. If someone uh, listening wants to find out more about WealthForge or they want to reach you, how can they best do that? Well, I would say that uh, you can learn more about us uh, at our website, uh, wealthforge.com. Uh, you can shoot me an email, brobbins at wealthforge.com. Uh, you can get in touch with Megan Bosch or Matt DeLorso or anyone else on our team who you will run across at uh, different conferences and events. Uh, feel free, if you don't have our contact info, uh, to reach out to Stacey or anyone on the Blue Vault team that can send you our way. Uh, and we would love to talk to you. Um, one of the most exciting and, and rewarding things about our journey so far is the amazingly positive feedback we've heard from reps, advisors, sponsors, uh, and really everybody who's, who's been engaged so far. So if you have any interest, if you have any questions, you want to learn more, we would love to talk to you. Fantastic. Well, that's going to wrap things up for us uh, today from Inside the Vault. We appreciate you, our, our uh, listener, joining us. Please be on the lookout for future podcasts or visit, visit our website at bluevaultpartners.com slash podcasts to watch past episodes. The topics are still very much relevant today. And with that, have a great day. Mm -hmm.